Hi guys, my name is Julie Spark and this is another episode of my podcast called Slow Secrets. I am wearing my island sister wonderful design, island design, Cartini de Label, you can look it up. So today I am going to read you a chapter of my book, Slow Lifestyle. It is about mindfulness. Mindfulness has helped me a lot to be able to juggle with everything that I've been juggling in my life. It's based on a book called Mindfulness for the Busy People, which is one of my favorite books. I'll put the link in the comments. As a note, I just want to say I'm on a boat and there is 365 degrees water around me, so I apologize for the island background noise. Mindfulness for the Busy People. Do you think it is possible to incorporate mindfulness into your busy life while you're on the go? What is mindfulness? It is cultivating present moment awareness. It is realizing that you are distracted by your thoughts, which is inevitable and certainly not a sign of failure. Noticing your distraction is mindfulness. Congratulate yourself for it. The best part is that mindfulness can dramatically improve your busy life. You must purposely make an effort to practice mindfulness, but it is scientifically proven to have benefits from a very wide range of common difficulties. I like to compare it to that moment where I'm sitting on a beach, watching the sunset, listening to my favorite music, I bring awareness to my experience in a purposeful and particular way, without judgment nor defense, with open curiosity and acceptance. Everything is a question of perception. Two similar objects appear differently because of the difference in the mind that perceives them. I am fully present in the moment. I am not judging or evaluating. I am not reflecting back on a memory. I am not looking forward to foresee the future. I am not trying to problem solve or avoid any unpleasant aspects of the present situation. It is like a microscope, clearly presenting what is there, the now, not referring to the past nor the future. It is the part of the brain that acknowledges what is and how it is. It includes the process of thinking itself. It is a part of you that knows and that is aware that you are thinking, it is you. That part does not produce opinions, thoughts, nor judgments. It simply notices. It is the part of your mind that is called our observing mind, also known as awareness. Awareness always has space for the most troublesome thoughts and the strongest emotions. It is somehow knows that sooner or later the weather will change. Your awareness is a little like the sky, while the thoughts and emotions are like the clouds or the weather passing through. I like to remember the sky is never overwhelmed by the weather conditions. There is enough room for the strongest storms, even for the ferocious hurricanes. Explore. Close your eyes for the next 10 seconds and start noticing and acknowledging 
all the sensations in your body. What is it you are sitting on? Are you lying down? Are you standing? What sensation do you have where your bottom meets the chair or the bed, the sole of your foot on the floor or inside your shoe? Curiously explore. Feel the sense of touch of your body touching the surface. Acknowledge the sensation. Hold it in your awareness and then focus your attention on it. Let go of any judgments that would come up in your mind linked to the exercise. It might help to close your eyes. Being mindful is noticing where your awareness lies. It is like a dance moving in and out from awareness. So then the thinking mind, that mind, that thinking mind that takes the lead surrenders. The key is to train the mind, focused attention and be more aware that takes practice. Repetition is the key. Mindfulness can be practiced thanks to the breath anywhere. The more we overload our brain, the more our performance suffers. We won't be able anymore to problem solve and be creative or innovative. It wasn't even able to deal with the difficult emotions. Making decisions and being productive became cluttered and I was tired all the time. We superheroes often are often under the misconception that if we keep up all the busyness, we are indeed, indeed super. Multitasking sucks. It is impossible to be efficient when you do two things at once and it is inevitably stresses you out. Plus, we are so not keen at mastering the art of doing nothing. We see it as a waste of time. Truth is, our brains really benefit when doing nothing at all. Explore. Wake up and smell your cup of coffee. Hold a cup and bring it all the way up to your nose and take a deep breath smelling in the deliciousness of your coffee. Accept and be aware of your coffee just as it is. The key is to really live in the present, slow down and do not compare our current experience with past or future. And don't rely on distractions to avoid unpleasant feelings. Explore. Go to a new lunch phase, place. Try another dish on the menu. Cook a different recipe for dinner. Instead of texting, make a phone call. Watch a documentary instead of a film. When my busy superhero seems to be in overdrive, I stop and I remember this. Slow. S stands for stop, think and then act. L stands for let it be. Thoughts, opinions, whatever is arising, just let it be. O stands for open your heart. Truly identify what you're feeling. W stands for what is important right now. Will somebody die 
if it isn't done by tomorrow. Is it really that urgent? Take care of yourself and allow yourself to reconnect with what is truly important in your life. Explore the worrying bee. We unhook ourselves from stressful thoughts. Our mind is always busy creating stories. Standing back from them allows us to appreciate the present moment exactly how it is. In the end, we will all be stories. Become the observer of yourself. When you are a worrying bee, first look at yourself as yourself. How are you reacting when you are worried? Are you calm? Are you shouting? Are you rushing? Are you talking over others? Then shift to an actual observer. What do others notice? Are you argumentative? Are you snappy? Are you accusatory? Are you disinterested? How do others respond to me? Supportive? Comfort comforting? Probably not. Is thinking these thoughts at that specific moment helpful to you? Am I being the person I really want to be in this situation? We all have the ability to rewire our brain via mindfulness practices. Let's change the impact of how we behave, think and feel. In neuroscience, they call it neuroplasticity. We can create new neural pathways. Our brain will adapt and change in response to how we choose to train it. And to what we experience. The more we practice it, the easier it will become. Experience. Let's start by watching our thoughts. Put the book down. Close your eyes and simply watch your thoughts for 10 minutes total and put a timer on your phone for this one. Imagine being a chessboard. Black and white are playing. You see everything, but you are not playing. When you open your eyes, ask yourself if this is really helpful in getting you the life of your dreams. Let go. The mind projects a representation, not the real world. Don't let your thoughts own you, immobilize you. Stuck in your ways, you own your thoughts. Thoughts will keep popping up. What we can change is the attention we give to them. I like to compare thoughts with something completely impossible. Like I am a pinup and I live on the moon. Then I laugh out loud and I let it go. For example, I am never going to get that job. This book will never be good enough. I am fat, I'm ugly, people don't like me. I am never going to get that done today. I am a pinup living on the moon. I'm not good enough, I can't cope. I'm so stupid, no one wants me, I'm crazy, I'm unlovable, no one can love me. I'm a pinup living on the moon. Ha! What we are practicing is being in the observing mind rather than the thinking mind. Live in full awareness. 
The thinking mind, also known as the hamster mind. You see that little creature running in the wheel. It is trying to reach the end of its wheel, but it's a circle. The good thing is we can't be both. It's either the hamster mind or the observing mind. As soon as we notice our hamster mind is running mild, we simultaneously slow down and the hamster too. We focus more on being rather than doing. We notice the thought, but we don't become caught up in the thought. In the past, I have often stood in front of a wall, banging my head against it until I found the solution. Truth is, when I let go of it all and I stop trying to figure out it all out myself, distancing myself from it really pays off. There is not one answer. Life just takes its course. I stop resisting. Regardless if I'm noticing the absence of thoughts or their presence, I congratulate myself. That is mindfulness practice. I ask myself what is most important to me at that very moment and I move forward towards that. I often observe myself beating myself up even about not practicing enough mindfulness. <laughs> Here too I notice the thought and I bring myself back to the breath. I let go and I focus on the energy of being grateful. Play. Kindness. Improving my well-being. I practice the same for stocked up emotions. Whatever emotion is showing up. It is not about feeling better. It is about getting better at feeling whatever emotion is showing up in any given moment in my life. The moment I stopped running from them and learned to sit with them, I realized we are all in the same boat. These emotions are part of our human experience. Let's not hide. It will end up being more stressful. The goal is not to change that feeling, but it is to sit with it and accept it as part of you. In Japan, they repair in gold. It's called Kintsukoroi, I hope I pronounce it well, <laughs> to repair with gold. The art of repairing pottery with gold or silver lacquer and understanding that the piece is more beautiful for having been broken. This really speaks to me and it encourages me to continue to follow my dreams. It is the imperfections that make it perfect. It is where the crack is that the light can get in. Explore another exercise. Next time, when you're having an emotional outburst, envision standing in the, high, in the eye of a hurricane, calm, in full acceptance, and turn the emotion to the emotion and give it a mic. I'm observing the chaos of the storm surrounding myself from the center, from the eye of the hurricane. We are all human after all. Let's stop trying to avoid that deeper vulnerability. Let's embrace it. Once I started living my life based on this vision, 
is when I started walking my true path as my true self. Vulnerability is sexy. Find a way in your life rather than out of it. Stop struggling. Let's go back to being unlovable. That's a big one for me. I feel so broken inside. How can anyone love me? I will only attract broken souls. Julie, said Julie, while I was being suspended from the ceiling. During an extremely special therapy that I'm currently following, there is more on that in my next book, <laughs> Slow Intimacy Level 2. I suddenly saw a version of me clearly the broken and destroyed version of me. She was lying on the floor. But what struck me most was the colorlessness. I was brownish, as the color of fire, but I had been sucked dry of her entire energy. That's when I realized I transformed into another version of myself. I must let go. I hear me whisper, let go, let go, let go. I had to let go of that version of myself. Suddenly, I saw a new version of myself, a pixie, like a fairy, but a little more naughty. Push the other version of me into the river. I observed her float off. Goodbye, I said. And from that moment, I felt so light and free, I smiled. Was I becoming an adult? When we let go, we can finally allow it to pass. That misery, that suffering, that vulnerability and that sadness. The greatest fear of feeling and being unlovable, that is what makes us so lovable. He landed me back on the Japanese map, vulnerable as fuck. And Master looked intrigued. Walking out of there for the second time, I finally managed to cry again. I had been cold for months, not one emotion. I felt like bubbles coming up through my chest. My chin started shaking uncontrollably and I smiled and just one tear ran down my cheek, my first tear in the last seven months. Emotional tears contain neurotransmitters, which act as a natural painkiller. I can't wait for my next big cry and that relief I'll experience with it. When death hits and the life is swept away, as the deep betrayal added of one of the people you felt closest to, there's a hole, a deep black hole, and it turns you numb, filled with anger and disappointment. You feel in despair and sad. There is no choice. We must ride this wave with mindfulness. I let myself fall gracefully holding my sorrow with tenderness. I listen to the whys and the what-ifs, and there is nothing to say. It is a living hell. Nothing will make it change when you're robbed from the chances to say I love you one more time or resolve the past wounds, you are left with nothing but that black, cold hole. The good thing is everything passes, time will tell. When we accept with tenderness, life will reward us with time to a contact point for re-entry into life. After the rain always comes the sun. When we accept with tenderness, 
the cruel reality of love and loss. Two sided of the same coin, one cannot experience without the other. Let's fly over the neediness, stop avoiding life, cutting ourselves off. Don't live in denial. Live a little. How truly alive or awake are you really? We push away anything that is uncomfortable. And at the same time, we push away feeling good, which is why we end up in a state of numbness, focused on instant gratification. Phones, junk sex, junk food, to name just a few. Anesthetic, we feel nothing at all. Anesthetics are only temporary, for sooner or later, pain returns. We will take more anesthetics to keep the pain away. Low mood, anxiety, unaware of the fact that we have become obvious to the other experiences in our lives. At the same time, we are missing out on meaningful experiences in life, which would give us satisfaction and abundance. If only we had stopped trying to be happy, we could have a pretty good time, said Edith Wharton. The tiny seed knew that in order to grow, it needed to be dropped in the dirt, covered in darkness, and struggle to reach the light. As said Sandra King. Another acronym I like to use is EASE. E stands for embrace all experiences, nothing more, nothing less, simply everything. A stands for accept the experience as it is, just this moment. S stands for soften and let it be, no need to interfere, guide it, struggle to work it out and E stands for exhale. You will naturally relax and let go. When we hold our breath, we increase physical and mental tightness. We struggle. The secret is to keep breathing. Keep breathing. I tell myself that all the time, Julie, just keep breathing. Yesterday, I was sailing the boat through 30 knots of wind manually because apparently <laughs> the autopilot goes off when it's too wild and you have to take over. And it was my first time, it was a bit wild. But the first couple of minutes, I just kept telling myself, keep breathing, keep breathing, keep breathing. And I kept breathing and, and then I got over my fear and then I figured out that actually I was doing great and that I was safe, that I knew what I was doing. And through that breathing, I got over my fear and adrenaline kicked in and I had a really good time sailing that boat. <laughs> So keep breathing. Have you ever heard of the overview effect? It is when you realize that the earth is just one drop in a vast expanse. In mindfulness, we can do the same overview effect. We back away from our thoughts and feelings to gain a fresh perspective and we see the bigger picture. I often like to draw a big circle and I color it in, you know. And then I take a red pen or any kind of colored pen and I put one dot, you know. And then I like to remind myself, Julie, this moment is this dot in your life. Like, take a bigger perspective. Big picture. We start appreciating the little things more. We look at the sun shining. 
we feel the freshness of the air, the comfort of our sofa, the taste of what we eat and the smell of a morning coffee. Many studies have shown that practicing gratitude is one of the most reliable sources to increase feelings of happiness. If you want to feel happier, the easiest way is to start a gratitude journal. The gift of giving. A simple act of kindness can bring you great personal reward. There is nothing quite like the gift of giving. When you see firsthand the impact it can have, it becomes the best feeling in the world. Richard Branson. To reduce stress, start committing to random acts of kindness, even for small moments in our day. You can really increase your sense of peace. Another aspect I love is play. Bring playfulness in my life. Acting like a big kid, mainly playing the circus clown, really has a profound impact on my well-being. I juggle every day. If you don't believe me, try it. When you really surrender to yourself, having fun, suddenly you feel this overpowering feeling good starting to wash all over you. Have fun, like when you were a kid. Explore. Never grow up, it's a trap. <laughs> so climb a big tree. Roll down a big hill until you get dizzy. I love that happiness cartoon where one of them is holding a box that says happiness and it's inside his tummy. And then the other one says, where did you find that? And then he says, I've created this myself. When people come to the end of their life and look back, the question that the most often ask are not usually how much do you have in your bank account or how, how many books did you write or how many houses did you build or you find the question such a person asks is very simple you will ask yourself did I love well did I live fully and did I learn to let go letting go is a big one for me not only to the aversion of my negative feelings but also to the natural tendency of attachment to the positive feelings Waking up and letting go brought more balance in my busy life and emotional stability. I would move on to the things that are really important. And with some kind of clarity of mind, I'd realize what I really wanted for myself. I was sick of the ride. Self-compassion. Striving to achieve and setting high standards for yourself can be a productive and healthy trait. But when your entire sense of self-worth is based on being productive and successful, when failure is simply not allowed, then striving to achieve becomes tyrannical and counterproductive. Research indicates that perfectionists are at a much greater risk for eating disorder, anxiety, depression, and a whole host of other psychological problems. I speak of experience. I have been there, in and out, like a yo-yo. Explore, next exercise. What do you say to yourself when you make a mistake? 
I look in the mirror and I tell myself, I love you anyway. <laughs> with a kind heart filled with love. Try it this week. Make a mantra out of it. I love you anyway. From clarity and acceptance naturally arises compassion. We begin to allow life simply to unfold. We embrace and accept nature of our own private experiences, sensations, feelings, emotions. As well as the busy world around us, we stop trying to grasp for something nicer and better. We understand pain and suffering. The very truth and reality of life is that we all suffer from the smallest beetle to the greatest blue whale, to poorest street urchins to the wealthiest rock star. Where we are all subject to death, aging, and illness. This reality, let painful, is also very liberating and releases compassion. Instead of avoiding this pain, we accept reality and we practice mindfulness. Then we are able to offer genuine, authentic empathy and care for ourselves and for others. We acknowledge when we are suffering and we respond with genuine kindness. We need to be warm and gentle towards ourselves when we suffer and come in contact with our vulnerability. We stop trying to escape at all costs. This fight or flight mode, we remain calm. We regain clarity and we move towards what matters most to us. We are all imperfect and vulnerable. Self-compassion involves the recognition of this shared common humanity. We all struggle with painful thoughts and feelings. We all have been let down by loved ones one day. The truth is that we all mess up sometimes, busy or not. We are all in the same boat. What is important is to not mess up all the time. Explore another exercise. So we are going to sit cross-legged position. Make a fist with your right hand. Straighten the thumb and the pinky. Inhale through the left nostril. While you are closing the right nostril with your thumb. And exhale through the left nostril while you are closing the left nostril with your pinky. Relax your right hand, palm open and arm, just above your knee, deepen your breath, inhale, one, two, three, four, five, pinky on the left nostril, exhale, one, two, three, four, five. Keep going for 10 to 15 minutes. For transformation, breath is one of the most powerful tools we possess. Breathing through the right nostril will wake up your mind, while breathing through the left nostril will give you a sense of ease. There's a QR code for pranayama and meditation with Kia Miller on this fabulous app called Gaia. 
somehow we grew up believing that the only way to improve yourself is his true through self criticism we are led to believe we are not worthy of any warm or warmth of, or kindness over time i recognize my worth and with practice i realize that myself and everyone around me deserves an abundance of love and kindness this party is so compassion is contagious loving myself to practice more self-love i would close my eyes and imagine my mom she would always look at me with the kindest smile and her eyes filled with the purest form of love i would imagine that love showering all over me and then i'll open my eyes and that same love i will tell myself i am loved and i would shower myself with the same pure love coming from myself loving myself in this way felt pretty damn good yes i must keep reminding myself i would ask myself julie what can i do for you today how can i make you happy i am here for you i often manage to silence my anger and nervous inner voices thanks to making them feel looked after through the compassionate part of myself it's usually the same for people the most angry and anxious people are desperately in need for compassion well-being is fundamentally no different from learning to play the cello richard davidson another explore exercise a mantra for letting go repeat after me may you be well may you find release may you be happy which works for situations for people and for things again may you be well may you find release may you be happy i often jump into autopilot mode where am i going exactly once in a while i hit the brakes and look around is, is this still what i want i look at my values because they are my inner compass and I reorient my direction to the things that matter most to me and the life worth living, the one chosen by me. Explore another exercise. Often in the evening, I lie in bed and I make my to-be list. How do I want to be when confronted with challenges? How have I been with myself? Who do I want to be in my life? What kind of person I want to be tomorrow? Kind, supportive, caring, hardworking, fun, compassionate. All the things on my to-be list. It all comes down to you. What matters most to you? Listen to the whispers of your soul. Because deep down in your heart, based on the experiences that you've had in your life, what are the values that you consider important? We often rush around trying to get everything done and we spend very little time reflecting on what matters most to us. We truly get to choose who we want to be in this world. 
It is not your abilities that define who you are, it is your choices. Your actions, are they value-based or are you motivated by some other part of you, perhaps fearful? Our life becomes alive. There are only two days in the year that nothing can be done. One is called yesterday and the other one is called tomorrow. So today is the right day to love, believe, do and mostly live the Dalai Lama. You, the richest person in the world, have been working and struggling endlessly, not understanding that you already possess what you seek. The Lotus Sutra, fantastic book. You get there by realizing that you are already there. Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now. Fantastic book too. Mindfulness you can bring to any part of your life. Let go of the attempt to change what is already there. Find contentment, spaciousness, calm, relaxation and peace. Somehow, when you focus on them less, they will rise more naturally. I don't know why, but at some point in my life, I somehow assumed that the answer to my pain was to work it out, to problem solve and push it away. If that feel good button and keep it firmly held down in place, but who was I kidding? Working myself up so much to not feel bad really equated to not feeling at all. I know, and it doesn't work. There is no way out of pain. The only way out is through it. And that is how I gained genuine freedom and true relief. Moment by moment, I looked inside and I awakened my vision, became clear. When I look into my heart, before that, I was just looking outside and dreaming. In the end, those things matter most. How well did you love? Have you fully lived? And how deeply did you let go? Gautama Buddha. By sharing something, I realized that I am not alone. I realized that I am not alone. That there are a lot of people that share with me the same preoccupations, the same ideas and the same ideals, and the same quest for meaning for this life. Paolo Coelho, my favorite author. Namaste, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Slow Secrets. Today we talked about mindfulness and my name is Julie Spark. I send you so much love from the islands of Indonesia and I wish you a beautiful day. Bye! Slow secrets.